Dan, I just flew in from Maine, and boy, are my arms tired. Your arms are tired? Man, well, I'm anxious to hear about this trip, but I wasn't expecting anything to do with your arms being tired. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm serious. This is twice I've used this joke on you, and you've missed it. (laughs) Oh, flew in from Maine. I get it. Okay, bird, yeah. I'm... (laughs) It's over my head. It flew right over to, my head. Yeah, you got to get up pretty early in the morning to keep up with me. Yes. I thought maybe you but, were like carrying so much stuff around the show, you know, that you were gathering up or something, you know, hauling logs or something. <laughs> well, the show that I was at, uh, my arms weren't tired. My legs were because I had probably put on about 20 miles a day. Whoo! really? Yeah. I, uh, for those of you listening, I spent a half a week in, in Maine and attended the, I've called this event 20 different things. It is the, (laughs) it's the loggers. I mean, it's the loggers expo 2023, the Northern loggers, the Northeast loggers expo 2023. Anyhow, it was in Bangor, Maine. And I was there you know, Tuesday through, uh, Sunday (laughs) and I had an enjoyable time, but I, I also found myself physically exhausted there. It was a very windy day. It wasn't raining, uh, both days of the event, super windy. And I was standing out in the sun. So I kind of got too much sun and all that wind that kind of sucked all the life water out of my body. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh-oh. And, and there's a little trick that I had learned and this is, do you have, we have a, um, a commenter, a subscriber to both our channels, Dave, David Edwards. Yes. He always yep. encourages us to stay hydrated. And I appreciate that because the older I get, the more you get in tune with your body and you know, how things affect it. And certainly hydration plays a large role in remaining flexible and all. And when I travel, especially when I fly, I make it a point to quit drinking water. Otherwise, you know, I'll be running up and down the aisle on the plane (laughs) and everyone's going to get tired of seeing me. (laughs) It it makes for a more enjoyable travel experience. So I forego some water. I don't drink as much. And what do you know? I'm home the very first morning I'm out loading my truck for a delivery and I kind of pull a muscle in my rib cage. Oh no. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's kind of slowed me down. And when I like just turn the wrong way at like a little micro movement, it feels like I just got shanked and <laughs> and I lose all the air from my lungs. So, in other words, what I'm hearing you say is you went on a trip, you walked a lot, you're getting old and you pulled the muscle this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me, I lived, I went to graduate school. I lived in Memphis and I lived in this apartment complex next to a minor league baseball player. And he was a fascinating guy. At the time, he was the only Russian born player to ever play in major league baseball. And he was on the Pittsburgh Pirates staff. And I just, and I'm a baseball player too. I was never as good as him, but he had always said, about how all of the, cause he was a health, a health eat, you know, he was a very healthy, he took, he was very into his conditioning. He ate right. Yeah. 
And he had said, you know, the, the reason that you see all these baseball players that get hurt all the time and all these pulled muscles is because they're big drinkers and they're always dehydrated. So they come to the park the next morning and they pull a muscle because they're dehydrated. Oh. Yeah. And that had always stuck in my head. So here I was, I'm kind of not as hydrated as I normally am. And I pull a muscle. Wow. Well, so how was, the, how was the trip otherwise? Let's, is, was it, how did it compare to say the Paul Bunyan show in size and, and scope and everything? Um, so it was, it was generally smaller, but I think the, it, it was the layout of it made a lot of sense and it also utilized a uh, an inside uh coliseum and i don't think the coliseum was like major league size you know that the cleveland cavaliers would play at or you know a major league hockey team it was more of like a smaller regional sized coliseum but they had the the concourse that where you would walk around it with vendors and they had some big equipment on the floor where the hockey rink would go or the the basketball court. Yeah, and that well, was that, really cool. Yeah, that that'd be nice to if the weather was bad, you could at least get out of the get out of the rain or something. Yeah, it was at a kind of like a fairgrounds kind of a thing with the grandstand and then the horse track that goes around it, but there was nothing on the track like Paul Bunyan, you know, is the entire racetrack and um, the infield is just filled. This had nothing on it, but everything was on pavement in the parking lots. Oh, huh. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it was the, the usual fare. And, and you, were at was, the, you were at the Fox Forestry booth. That was like your main appearance where you, where you were at, right? Yeah, and that was a first for me to meet Tom Fox. And... Uh, he's he is quickly at the top of my list he is an amazing individual i hope we can get him on for a podcast there oh. is there are there are certain people that you come in contact with if it is in your profession and you just feel inadequate you know you could have you're very confident at what you do and then you meet someone like this guy i mean he is something he is just <laughs> He, he has three different businesses. He travels uh, monthly and biweekly to Sweden. And he is a career timberer, but he's educated. He, he has uh, an advanced degrees in um, you know, ecology, timber, and all. And um, when you first meet him, he's just this imposing figure. He kind of reminded me, remember the famous football player Merlin Olson? And he was like Mr. Garvey on uh, on Little House on the Prairie, just this big hulking man. He had a big beard, but he was just a he's a gentle giant. And he was just <laughs> such a huge personality. And man, is he passionate about firewood and timber, uh, everything chainsaws and sawmills. Nice. And I was just blown away by this guy. He was something. But he is a new vendor for the Yapa firewood processor. And that was the relationship that I had up there. Uh, I traveled with Bob Nelson and his team from Metsa Machines. And um, that's where I, I got to meet him. I was just very impressed. I hope I did an interview with him. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get it onto my YouTube channel because I want to introduce him to everyone. 
but I think we need to work on getting him on board with the podcast. His name is Tom Fox from Fox Forestry, and he just won this major award, an innovator, and I'm all into innovation in this industry. You know, he had had a luncheon with the governor of Maine, uh, this award that he won. He is a big deal. Wow. Well, that yeah. sounds pretty cool. So that so he had his products and everything combined with Yappa, and you guys were like all in the same area. Yeah, he had bought his his spot at you know at the show. He had his tents set up, and he this guy he just doesn't sell things. He surrounds himself with good people. He is a team builder. He sells the the Logosaw. Um, sawmills and he brought over one of Sweden's master sawyers and he was there he brought over this huge guy uh, a huge YouTube channel from Sweden uh, and he was there and I was mm. you know hanging out with him and it's just I mean these guys are just major league in our in our industry it was just great to be there and then he would have everything, you know, his products at his location for sale, chainsaws and gloves and, yeah. and all. Yeah. And, uh, but there was a lot of traffic at his tent and, uh, there were a lot of people that came, you know, wearing Ohio wood burner t-shirts. I got to hang out with a Ooh. lot of neat people. I met a lot of neat people. It was nice. Nice. Well, that sounds, again, this sounds like, like a heck of a trip that you were on. I, I was kind of disappointed. I was planning on going to this one way back well, at the beginning of the year. Out. Yeah, and then other stuff came up. I wasn't able to make it, but that's sounding sounding fun. Yeah, there was a lot of comments that this was a lot for a lot of people, their first trade show in a long time that they didn't get rained on. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't feel a single raindrop, and that was nice. The temperature was perfect. It was just major winds. There was a lot of tents getting blown over into Canada from the, (laughs) from the wind, but it was nice. There was, it was more, uh, timber industry focused. All right. You know, the, the big, the big machines and the harvesters and all, but I'm serious. There was a lot of firewood companies there. A lot. Nice. Well, that, that was going to be my next question is I was wondering, is, is it kind of, was it kind of leaning towards that forestry timber, big heavy equipment type of expo or was it you know firewood mixed in here and there i know that like easton may and wolf ridge were there and yappa and i'm not sure who else but i i saw a few things on social media about the you know those those companies attending yes there i'm going to just i didn't write this down so i'm going to just go down through my mental notes here <laughs> i'll try to be efficient so let's go. There was Yappa, Easton Made, Wolf Ridge, uh, Timberwolf, Built Right. There was a processor company I had never heard of. It kind of looked like a Range Road style, but it was branded something different. There was Brute Force, Multitech, Tafoon. Uh, I always like that machine. It's made in Slovenia. It's European style. I don't know, but I just like the color. <laughs> I think it's a pretty blue. It just appeals to me. Uh, there's Tafoon, uh, Cord King, Hacky Pilky, 
and I'm probably leaving something out. If I remember as we go forward here, I'll, I'll just throw the name out. But those were the those were the main ones. And I did my best with, I just did a standard compilation video. I just walked around and took videos of machines. And if people were willing to talk to me, I would, you know, have them give me a quick 30 second, what is this kind of a thing? Yep. And um, yeah, it was nice. For the most part, it was nice. And I met a lot of people that were passionate about what they were doing. And um, I think it reflects in the videos that I, that I put up. And, and you mentioned that you had quite a few people recognize you and came up to say hi. So there was followers of there was the a, firewood community out there. There was a lot. And the one lady, you know how like every business, there's like the owner, uh, but then there's like the lady that's the one that gets everything done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tom will have any uh, uh, anxiety with me saying this. He has a a person her name's jennifer i mean she is in charge you know she knows everything that's going on and she's with fox forestry she came up to me afterwards and she says i cannot believe the amount of people that had come out here to see you yeah that came to the wow. tent nice. yeah it was great and i met a lot of nice people that i haven't met yet and there was some the one couple that came to my open house uh they were up there in maine he's looking at buying a yappa and a really nice couple to talk with. And a lot oh, of people, yeah, all, right. everyone that I met too, um, they're in the firewood. And if they hadn't been selling it, they're starting to get into it. That is what I like, where people, I think they see what I'm doing. And I, <laughs> I think it's like, they're like, well, if this guy can do it, then I sure as heck can do it. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. There was a lot of young people and... Um, a lot of young kids and uh what i what i always notice with the young kids firm handshake eye contact you know yeah and uh yeah i you know a lot of people are down on the new generation i'm not i think they're just fine and i i see it in the the young people that are you know showing up to these events yeah mm -hmm. wow so what was um your biggest uh takeaway like what was there anything that you were impressed with that you kind of wasn't on your radar going in or anything that kind of stood out from this show i mean this was the first show of the year i think for like major expos as far as forestry and firewood so anything right. jump out at you um i'm gonna i'm hesitating right now uh -oh. okay no it's not bad i think that when you attend enough of these shows and for, I think a lot of us, you know, we probably only attend maybe one every few years, uh, but it's kind of like your county fair. Like when we go to the county fair, it's always the same, the gyro buggies in this corner, <laughs> the, yep. the, yep. the Ferris wheel is always here. It's always the same vendors. There is a level of redundancy there where you're always starting to see the same thing. And I have made critical comments in the past, not about the trade shows, but about the firewood industry in general, that. There's not a lot of innovation. You know, there are some things like you see with Easton made, you know, with the 37D, obviously the, the axis, some going to the vertical stuff. And then certainly with Yappa with the 405 and that perfect split. Uh, a lot yeah. of the people that come, they, now they didn't have a 405 at this show, but that's what everyone was talking about. I think that I did not meet a single person that didn't bring up the 405. Innovative. And that's what our industry needs. I like to see innovation. So there is a level of 
the same thing, you know, but at the same time too, come on, if you're in the machines, what isn't there great yeah. to see about some massive forester? There was that <laughs> one company from Finland. It's Ponzi is the name of it. And I was walking around with, with Lowry who works for Yappa. He flew in from Finland to come to this show. And we were walking around and he heard two people off in the corner speaking Finnish. So he just walks, you know, because he got a big <laughs> kick out of that, that he can finish is not a very popular language out there, I'm here to tell you. So that that was cool. So there was, uh, it's just neat to see all of the cool machines, okay, period. Um, but at the same time, too, I, I'm always left craving. Like, I had gone to this one hoping to find, because I have a need in my business for my wood yard. I have a need for... I think what the Europeans call billets or what we call rounds or split firewood. I'm not into these bags. I don't think they're going to work for me. So I'm not even paying attention to the bags. I would like to see something out there that is innovative, that solves the problem. We're coming out with all these super duper productive firewood processors and the bottleneck continues to be stacking. Can we come up with something oh, yes. that, that fills the <laughs> hole in this industry? Someone out there, please. Let's go. <laughs> let's get it going and let's get this problem solved. And it is not these vinyl bags. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> I, I think it was what you mentioned earlier, the, the young generation with the handshake and the eye contact. There's your stackers. <laughs> there <laughs> the we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's been my solution right now is yeah. to pay a high school kid $20 for a cord. And you do the math. I think that's where it's at right now. Doesn't that one company though, that Posh or whatever, have those drums that you that like mesh wrap pallets? Yeah, they they were not there. Oh. Um, if they were there, they weren't there because I'm pretty sure I saw every square inch of that place. So uh, they were not there, but and that was a disappointment for me. But there's like, I recall at the Paul Bunyan show, there was another company that made them too, but I couldn't get. I couldn't get a word in edgewise with the, with the group there. They had a bunch of people that they were talking to every time I was down there. It's like they were yellow in color. I think they yep. were from France. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So I struck out in that capacity. I was absolutely, I had my business hat on and I'm trying to solve a problem. Uh, but that went unsolved. <laughs> stacking will continue in the new Ohio Woodburner Woodyard. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I hope this doesn't come off as a complaint or if this comes off as self-serving or arrogant, because I'm not speaking from this viewpoint. It, I still get very interested in the number of people that have zero interest in talking to me with, for a, like a 30 second, tell me about your machine kind of thing. Because there was, uh, I don't know, Dan, <laughs> I, this is one of the parts of my role as a content creator that I'm very uncomfortable with. I hate asking people if you want to be on video mm. and like if I'm out in yeah, public, okay. it's very awkward for me to talk on my, you know, on my talk to my, to vlog out in public. It's awkward for me. I hate asking people. And that's probably why I don't do a lot of videos of deliveries because I don't want to ask the homeowner because I feel like I'm putting yep. them on the spot. But you can still get the temperature of someone when you're talking to them if they have any interest in it. 
and you talk with people and oh man there's just like you know i, I talk with people and they're like heck yeah man let's go you know um you're gonna see uh i did i ran into chris wolf um and you know he was all about he wanted to talk about his machines and help everyone get to know him and um there were some other uh, videos too and there were others where i just a i couldn't find who was in charge uh they weren't there uh the one company it was uh, I don't know what country they were from, but the guy, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. So I just, <laughs> I just ended it there. And then there were others that, um, I mean, it was weird. You know, they look at me like, I don't know. They don't know who I am and that's fine. But, you know, I have a resume and they can right. look it up real, really quick on their phone to see that I'm, you know, I'm legitimate. I'm professional. I'm not going to make them look bad. And I don't know. I just saw that as an opportunity lost, not just for me, but for them, because I was able to, to you know, there's going to be, my videos get some good views. Right. And they're going to get a lot of, uh, they can get a lot of visibility free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, and generally yeah. that is the point of doing trade shows and expos like this is to get exposure. So you would think that the people there representing whatever company they're representing would understand any added eyeballs that you can get on your product is a win. You know, that's, that's what you are there for. And I, I've been in that position too, where I've seen, you know, I've, I've walked by a, a trade show booth and the people are standing with their arms folded and they're just like glaring, like they're intimidating. <laughs> they don't, they're not inviting, they're not engaging. And then you've walked, I've walked by other ones where, you know, you just look at them and they're starting a conversation, not a sales pitch, just a conversation. And that's, you know, so noticeable when you're out yeah. at things like this. I was at a booth and one of the, I walked past and the gentleman says, Joe, Ohio Woodburner. So I go over and I'm talking with him and uh, we're having a great time. You know, we're talking about our backgrounds, where we're from and you know, what firewood means to us, that kind of stuff. And I says, hey, I says, uh, if you want, I could uh, do a quick, you know, 30 second here with you just talking about your machine. And he says, well, he says, I am, I'm not real, I'm not real comfortable in front of this, but my super, you know, whoever, whoever was in charge, let me go get him, you know? And it, this guy comes <laughs> over and I'm serious. It was, he's looking at me like I had two heads, number one. So I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading nonverbal behavior. And he was like, well, what's this going to be about? You know? Yeah. Well, what about if uh, I call? And I was like, ah, God. So my refrain is because I don't want to. I always defight the, def, you know, default to being polite. I was like, well, I tell you what, I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. Give, give us some thought. I'll, I'll stop back. Yeah. Uh huh. And then, oops, I forgot to come back. And then so, you just. That, go that's on the your... kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff that's odd to me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then the other part too, I think that also, am I making a leap here in drawing conclusions that if this company, which I'm telling you does not have a presence on social media, is hesitating towards an opportunity to talk to an influencer, you know, like Ohio Woodburner, maybe that's given you insight that that's, you know, they're, they're blind to that entire side of the industry. Yep. Yeah. They, they have their blinders on. They're not aware of it 
or they don't think it's very significant and it's not worth their time. So, which to me is a shame because yeah. I'm telling you right now uh, that there is not a machine in this world that will not be sold without the customer looking for a video on YouTube first. Nope. Yep. Everything. You know? And that's, and that's, like I said, there, there again goes back to the companies at trade shows, but even like just companies in general, if you speak to someone in their marketing department, they either get it or they don't get it. It's, yeah. It's, it's night and day. Like they either, you know, they get it or you know, they don't immediately. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Dan, I, I've been, I don't know if I wanted to go here, but I think I will. There is another, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not qualified to, to give a run, a rundown of this side of the business, but it's involving the kilns. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of came away frustrated with the kilns. Uh oh, I, okay. I I'm serious. I haven't a clue what I'm talking about with kilns. I know what they are. It's a box and it gets hot inside and it, <laughs> you know, and all the moisture rushes out of the wood because of the heat and the, in the air movement. Okay. It's a big oven. I don't know. <laughs> okay. That being said, I don't understand the, um, the economics of it, the, how much the machine costs depreciating its use over X years, the cost to um, run it because of the electricity for the fans or the, the expense for the gas or the propane or whatever. Okay. And I also don't understand the sizes on why they make them the sizes that they are, because it seems to me, why can't they make a kiln that's like, would hold one quart of firewood. Why do they always yeah. have to be so big? Why can't they be smaller? And then I'm, I talked to a couple of these guys and the other frustrating thing is they don't, at least the ones that I talked to, they don't run on, on wood or, or, or biomass, you know, or waste <laughs> because I mean, come on, a firewood service creates waste. Yes. So why can't we burn it to create heat to light up one of these kilns? The first one I talked to was gas only. And then the second one was electric only. And I don't know if you want to, I guess you could probably get an outdoor wood furnace and like hook it up like that. But why? Why can't it just be already set up to be that way? Right. And yeah, yeah I, hmm. that is just a frustrating thing. I didn't get a chance to talk to anyone because I was all about kilns when I showed up and I left uh, scratching my head. Well, that's too bad. No answers. Yeah. You had nothing, nothing about the kilns. Hmm. Um, well, it's probably my fault. I need to dig into it more and it's probably because I don't understand or maybe the needs of a firewood kiln isn't in the sweet spot of the manufacturer because they still got to make their money. Yeah. I would imagine the controls and the expense of the controls are the same dollar amount on a gigantic machine versus a very small one. Yeah. So maybe that makes the smaller ones not as economically feasible. I don't know. But um, maybe I'm going to task myself with understanding kilns. But I left Maine um, frustrated. Because I, I think that a kiln is in my future maybe not not my immediate future 
but I, I see a kiln as part of a natural evolution of Ohio wood burner. Mm, yeah. Uh, but now after this trip, uh, maybe not because I wasn't feeling real excited about what I was listening to. <laughs> well i don't know i remember a while ago when you said i see in my future a moving to a commercial wood yard and look at you now you're there so stay tuned Uh uh-huh well i have no relationship with anyone with kilns i mean zero i have no contact i know nothing like sergeant schultz here i know nothing (laughs) (laughs) i see nothing um and it's and it confuses me it just seems especially when you look at the we talked about the evolution of the firewood industry and especially with these epa stoves you know yeah and burning green wood and i'm come on man a kiln makes perfect sense why aren't these things at the leading edge of innovation and yes. I, you know, and then the conversations that I tried to have as a fire, firewooder, uh, just, just fell flat, you know, very frustrating. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. So you, so you came home with sore arms and frustrated <laughs> yeah. over the lack of answers. And a raw spot on my scalp from scratching my head. Oh, dang. <laughs> uh-huh there's probably some kiln companies out there pounding their fist on the table right now because i got everything wrong but well you know, there if there I'm, are if there's anyone listening with information email us at the woodhounds at gmail.com yes and if you are a owner marketing person of a kiln company hey open invitation come on i am i am an open book but i hope the words biomass or wood waste uh is part of your product yeah does that make <laughs> come sense? on man it's just i yep. guess you could probably create it your own you know uh, you can invent your own system to to use wood waste but guess what i'm not going to do it i can't i can't get my yard mode <laughs> <laughs> so i need a product that would have the bio mass or wood waste as a fuel option yep you know hmm. yeah that was uh i you and i were talking before and i kind of got agitated that's why i thought i wasn't going to bring this up <laughs> for this episode but here we go that could probably have been its own episode on what is up with these kilns man i i think i think it's good though when you when you know this is hearing the experience the true this is what really this is what happened we went you went you had a good time but there's that one thing that stuck out that you wanted to get info on and you didn't yeah well there's two things you know the stacking machine stacking machine yeah yeah the stacking machine and and now the kilns they're on my yeah i'm an open book please educate me i'm willing to learn so there's i had even mentioned that with um the owner of container one glenn uh where i got my shipping container because you know you can make your own there's plans out there yeah um and insulate them and put in some fans and put in a heat source. But guess what? I am not going to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You probably can, but I cannot. I just am not going to do it. I am willing to see what's out there, though, in this industry. 
Um, and I just, I don't know, maybe what I think exists doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think maybe what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to put a pin in that, Joe, and what they like to call that work here for me is we're going to ha- have that as a takeaway. Yes. <laughs> so we'll stick Let's a pin in Let's table this that. discussion. Yes, we'll table it, we'll stick a pin in it, and we'll give it as a takeaway to ourselves. Yes. Anyone out there can invent a stacking machine. There is a employee of the month t-shirt in it for Ooh, you. Ooh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. So uh, I know you got to run. So maybe we better uh, say goodbye here and strike up the band. All right. Yeah, I got to head out of here. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in once again to the number one firewood podcast in the world, the Woodhounds. Find us on your favorite podcasting platforms. And until next week, Joe. Yes. Uh, you want to send us out of here? You want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still got. I'm still sweating over here from shaking my fist. So you're still mad, and your arms still are sore. And I'm not mad. I'm agitated. Ag- I am. Just, I'm just frustrated. You know, it's like when you have your favorite football team, and it's just everything about it. Everything's wrong. You know. Gosh. <laughs> If you're thinking, just give me five minutes with the Cleveland Browns and I will get this thing straightened out. And that's the way I feel about um, certain elements of the firewood industry. Well, (laughs) hopefully until next week, you can stay calm and be not agitated (laughs) and have a great day. (laughs) 